This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Fly the W670 podcast. This is season two. This is episode number eight. We'd like to remind you to listen, download, review, and subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. And in this segment, we are talking to Cubs pitching prospect Ben Brown. Joining me now on the Fly the W podcast, Cubs pitching prospect Ben Brown, if I'm reading his name right there. How are you, Ben? How's everything going? Good, yeah. Spelled my name wrong. Started off hot, but uh, <laughs> things are good. Um, enjoying a great offseason and uh, really ready for a couple weeks from now. So, All right. Well, so you're relatively new in the Cubs system, so I thought we'd kind of get to know you a little bit. You were born in Tucket, New York, and you I got read. It. Spot on. Right? I got that. I practiced. Yeah, that was good. And uh, I read that by two years old, you were breaking windows by throwing baseballs through them. Is that true? Yeah, that's all I ever wanted to do was play baseball. I don't really have like an exact date or age where I started playing, but that's all I did. And I broke some windows for sure. <laughs> so so is there anybody that got you interested, like a family member or, or a friend, or just was it something you just picked up on and fell in love with? Yeah, uh, my brother wanted to teach me every sport. Um, so whatever I was down for, mostly like, football um basketball baseball and hockey those were like his big four just because like the islanders he was a big cowboys fan and obviously with the mets and um and then my dad was all for whatever i wanted to play he initially wanted me to play soccer but he got me he he took me from elementary school to high school to college, to pro ball or whatever and um and then i guess also my uncle kevin was a huge yankees fan growing up so he always you know was trying to push the Yankees on me and stuff like that. So um, the, between those three, baseball so, was definitely in my genes. So I got to ask, Mets fan or Yankees fan? Um, I grew up a Red Sox fan growing up, actually. So <laughs> counter my Uncle Kevin and my dad. And <laughs> All right. So is there, was there somebody in particular that you grew up a fan of as far as a Red Sox, like someone that you really like emulated or really kind of got you into the game? Yeah, Josh Beckett was my dude for sure from a starting standpoint. Um, Kurt Schilling. And then uh, I also, Jonathan Papelbon and Daniel Bard were like pretty electric in the back end of the bullpen. So just, just so you're aware, it, it was, uh, I'm, I've, I've been a season ticket holder for over 20 years and I was mm-hmm. there in 2003. Josh yeah. Beckett was a rookie Marlins pitcher, yeah. Cubs Marlins. Oh, I'm like, who the hell is this Josh? You got to understand, man. We, we didn't think the Marlins were going to come close to touching us Crazy. and, and Three to one lead and you blow it up, but 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 that's neither here nor there. But yeah, it's okay. Red Sox fan from New York, you know, getting your yeah. uncle. I like that. So you pitch from your high school team, Ward Melville, fifteen and three record, your career tied <laughs> for second 
all-time winless, right? Now, yeah. you, you went 7-0 and during the regular season uh, in your sophomore year, but then you had a loss in the playoffs. But then after your junior year, you had to get an appendectomy. How difficult was that setback? And what did you do to help your, uh, work your way back to the team? Yeah, I, was, I wasn't really like a high-profile recruit, so I really needed that junior year to uh, get some looks and stuff. And um, halfway through, I get my, my appendix ruptures. And um, basically, my only way to come back from that I try to come back really quick and do like what a normal kid would do and try to play a week after he came out of the hospital. <laughs> um, but ultimately it took, it took me kind of walking away from throwing a baseball for a couple of months just to get my strength back. And that was in like September um, where most guys are still playing of my senior year. I need some time just away from the game to get stronger and heal up and, um, it was a fun process, though, getting to eat a little bit more food than usual and <laughs> trying to gain some weight and all that cool stuff. So, Yeah, and, and like you said, you know, you needed those looks. And, and so in 2017, you're selected by the Philadelphia Phillies in the 33rd round on the third and final day mm -hmm. of the amateur draft. How nervous were you on that day and who was with you? Yeah, I was. Um, it was desperation mode on my part, um, texting, just trying to figure out what's going on and um, – you know, I wasn't planning. I didn't think I was going to be a high draft pick whatsoever, but I really, you know, put all my eggs in the draft basket. And um, I was with one of my childhood coaches who's now um, coaching at um, college ball. He's coaching division one ball. So he coached me all the way growing up and he's my best friend's big brother. So I was oh, with wow. my friend and his older brother, Matt. And then I was with my mom and my dad was at work. So, oh man, that had to have been exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And you were committed to play baseball at Siena College in Albany, and then mm -hmm. you get drafted. Was it hard for you to, you know, is it a hard decision to pass on college to go to the pros, or was there no doubt that that's what you were doing? Uh, there was no doubt, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I was, um, I, like I said, I put all my eggs in the draft basket. So I would have been pretty disappointed if it didn't work out. Now you start out pitching for the Phillies in the Gulf Coast Rookie League in 2017, and and then you, you started out there in 2018. And then in 2018, while pitching in that Gulf Coast League in July, you had a game where you struck out 16 batters over six innings against the Gulf League Tigers. Do you remember <laughs> that game? And were you like, did you have any idea how many you had struck out at that point? Yeah, um, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. Like I let up a hit in the first inning, um, so it wasn't like I was like flirted with a no hitter or anything, but. I, I love striking out people and like, that's a huge part of my game and, um, you know, being aggressive with two strikes and it was, the, it was a good opportunity against a team that, you know, maybe wasn't playing the best that year or whatever the case is. And, um, it was it was a lot of fun though. That's, that's for sure. It's impressive. You finished Thank 2018 you. with the promotion to the Williamsport Crosscutters, and you start the 2019 season with the Lakewood Blue Claws. And after four games, you find out you have to have Tommy John surgery. Did you feel that during the game that something was off? Your velocity went down. Uh, what was it? What was that like? Yeah, I think I actually um, tore my UCL initially in like August of 2018. Um, just my velocity and everything went down the rest of that summer. I was in a lot of elbow pain. I lost like all like the flexion in my elbow um, or extension in my elbow. Um, so I kind of just wore it, um, and then they kind of shut me down in instructs that year just to, just because I threw a lot of innings that year. They thought it was just like an innings thing, and then, um, you know, I go up to Lakewood, and it was after my second outing out there where I was lawn tossing in, in the middle of the week, and I felt another pull in my elbow, 
So I threw two games up there with, you know, the elbow being pretty fried. And then I, I basically just threw until I couldn't throw anymore. So after that fourth start or fourth outing, um, I couldn't throw a baseball anymore. So that's when I had to kind of call it quits um, and get the surgery. <laughs> uh, if, if you're going to have the surgery, 2019 was the year to get it. I mean, you know, there's no season in 2020 because of COVID. Mm-hmm. But you come back in 2021, you start out in the Florida Complex League, and then you go to the Jersey Shore Blue Claws. Now, yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't know East Coast very well here, a Midwest guy. But uh, was that, was that, that had, it seems like it'd be a fun place to play, and I think it's probably close to home, maybe a little bit that some yeah. people could visit and watch you play. Yeah, it was a blast. Planes so were close to home, and. Um... Like I'm two and a half hours away. I can go home on an off day if I had to, and um, which was which was great. Um, my parents never really missed a home start. Um, they never really missed a road start either when I was in the South Atlantic League, nice. uh, which was just which was amazing. And you know we never took it for granted because obviously that can change in the blink of an eye where you're kind of put in another spot. But you know I didn't have a season, basically like a full season if you combine 21, 22, where you know, you have family at every game was, was really, was really such a blessing for sure. Yeah. And, and, and you, you played in the South Atlantic league in 2022. Again, you had your best year. You were now, you were named the South Atlantic uh, league pitcher of the year. What do you attribute the success to the, this last season, this 2022 season with for? Yeah. I think just health, um, being able to work on things in your bullpens and catch play. And it was my first ever healthy year really since like 2018. Um, so being able to experience that, you know, I felt like I was still pretty fresh to the game. You know, I haven't really had that many innings and having that full year of being able to make adjustments. I mean, I started off the year really bad. And if it wasn't for the fact that my I, my arm felt fine. So I was able to work on those things and make adjustments. And eventually, you know, I ended up the year pretty strong. So Now, it, Jason Stark at The Athletic reported in like July that you were on a list of prospects that Dave Dombrowski was telling teams, nope, we're not going to move this guy. But less than two hours before the trade deadline, you were traded to the Cubs for a reliever, David Robertson. Where were you when you found out and how surprised were you to be traded? Yeah, I just got moved up to double A with the Phillies. So I thought that was a little bit of like a, we're probably not going to move you. You know, why would we put you in double A a day before you're going to get traded? Um <laughs> But we had an 11 a.m. game, so I go to the field, unpack all my stuff, um, and then I went up to the catcher, who's like my, one of my best friends, Logan O'Hoppy, and um, I, I said, "Hey, man, whatever happens today, hap- like whatever happens, happens." Just want to let you know I love you, man. And um, I end up going back to our ho- my hotel room, and I'm going to take a nap because it's just such a stressful long day. And the moment I put my phone down, I get a call that I've been traded to the Cubs, and um, Logan ended up getting traded to the Angels like 15 minutes before or after whatever it was. So pretty cool. And you're going to see him probably in spring training because they yeah, they have uh, their stadium yeah. out there. Yeah, the spring training, so that'll be fun awesome. for sure. Yeah, it's it's so it's great. Now, what did you know about the Cubs prior to being traded? Did you know much about them as far as the organization is concerned, or not too much? Yeah, there was actually some discussion in 21 that that was a possibility as well, um, which was really neat. Um, so I've kind of always had the Cubs on my mind and. Um, my wife's dad is a huge Cubs fan. Um, like he got Cubby tattoos all over his arm. Oh, um, right. he's, I can't wait till he gets down to spring training and gets to show him off. But, um, so her whole side of the family is huge Cubs fans. So I've known nothing but amazing stuff about the organization from them. And, um, their entire backyard was old Cubs stuff and super neat. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So. Yeah, I, I can kind of relate to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So I've always like it's always been something we kind of like talked about and dreamed about. And, um, when I found out it was the Cubs, it was like you know I was in just awe. I was so excited. Now, Ben, no, no pressure here, but like two of the Cub- greatest trades in Cubs history were with the Phillies. Cubs got yeah. Fergie Jenkins from the Phillies, and the Cubs yeah. got Ryan Sandberg Ryan from the Sandberg. Phillies. So no, yeah. no pressure, man, no pressure. No, it's all right. <laughs> you, were, you were assigned to the AA affiliate, the Tennessee Smokies. Um, was there anything difficult with that transition, or how did that go for you as far as kind of going to the new league? And you had never pitched in AA before, so how was that adjustment for you with the AA hitters? Yeah, I think I never – on the mound, I, I wasn't really comfortable yet. Um, just, you know, first time pitching away from the Phillies and, you know, Honestly, first time pitching away from New Jersey um, at an affiliate for my entire life. So it was like kind of like getting comfortable, you know, being in the new environment. But the teammates were the uh, those were the best teammates I ever had in my life. Michael Ryan, the manager, was the best manager I had in my life. Like, I absolutely loved our pitching coach. I loved our bench coach. I loved our PD guys. Like, the staff was amazing. The, you know, the, the team was just a bunch of great guys who were super talented. So it was really easy to fit in with those guys. And as far as, you know, co- competing in double A, I think like I showed some good stuff, but I think that there was a lot of stuff I need to work on. And um, hopefully we're in a better spot to attack those weaknesses this year. So, Well, you had a lot of fun in Tennessee because you guys went on a crazy run. You fell one game short of winning the yeah. championship. What was that experience like for you? Oh man. I mean, <laughs> it was the coolest baseball experience I've ever, I've ever been a part of. And um, being on that journey with the guys, you know, everyone's a little beat up at that time. Everyone's tired, but everyone wants to win so bad. So it's like, you know, we're showing up to the field. We're, you know, we're tired. We're sore. We're like, man, we want this. We want this. And, you know, we came up one game short, but um, it was a blast, you know, beating Rocket City. And, you know, they had a lot of really good guys on that team. And, you know, we went in there and got our business done. And, you know, it was it was so much fun, though. Everyone worked so hard. And everyone deserved, you know, that ring. And unfortunately, we didn't get it. But, you know, we, were, we, were, we had a lot of fun doing it. It looked like it. Now, in mid-September, first time I ever met you was mid-September. They called up 14 players to Wrigley Field for an orientation. Yeah. It was you and Ryan Jensen, DJ Hurst, Jordan, Wicks, Ben Leeper. You had a bunch of the hitters, uh, Pete Armstrong, Brennan Davis, Owen Cassie. What was that orientation like for you? Was that the first time you were ever at Wrigley Field? Yeah, first time ever. I've never experienced something that, like, pro before you know like that like you know you go to Wrigley Field you're staying in a pretty nice hotel um really nice hotel the nicest hotel I've ever seen in my life um so like you have you have that whole experience and you're seeing the most beautiful ballpark in America and um you're going to experience you get to experience Wrigleyville and on top of it you know you're with some of your best friends and you're meeting the staff and you know the ins and outs of how to make a debut and how to you know how to act or whatever and it was such a great experience. It's something I never experienced with the Phillies or anywhere. You know, it's what the Cubs did there was awesome for sure for all of us. 
and you get to see the clubhouse, which is just <laughs> oh my, it's magical. <laughs> it's it's unreal, man. So that yeah. that had to have been exciting. And and then you were at the game, and it was like the end of the season, and you're still seeing thirty five thousand people yeah, when you when the Cubs are like twenty games out of it. Can you imagine what it's like when if you guys are you oh know putting gosh. together a strong season? <laughs> yeah, it's it's no joke. I mean, you can turn on you can turn on MLB Network and in the game in September, and you don't really you know your expectations are pretty low for the turnout. And then you go to Wrigley Field and you see a game in September and it's kind of getting cold out. And I'm sure people have jobs. Kids are at school. Um, and it's, you know, like you said, 35,000 people there. And I mean, it's 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 incredible. It is, it is just, you know, it's it's really cool. Well, you did get to see some of the madness of the fan base on that day, but you really got the full dose recently when you got to, you were invited to Cubs convention. You took yep. part in the road to Wrigley session with uh, Lance Brozdowski and Elise Meneker and all the different Cubs prospect. What was your impression of that weekend? Was that something more intense than you've ever seen in your life? Yeah. Um, I had such a blast. My wife had such a blast. Um, the only thing was that I was so tired. Like it was like, there was nothing wrong with anything. It was like meeting everybody. And like, you just wanted to say hello to every single person there. You wanted to, to be around. You wanted to get to know where people are from, where are you coming from? Like, you know, obviously like being with your teammates too was so sweet. And it was like, wake up and you know, you have this long list of things you're going to do during the day. And it was always something to look forward to. And I, I, I just can't, I hope I get to do that for the next, 20 years, man, because that was just so much fun. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure, man. And, and the one thing I always think about is what it must be like to be backstage before the opening ceremonies. And, yeah. you know, there's there's Andre Dawson and there's oh, Ryan man. Sandberg and there's Lee Smith and there's Fergie and Billy Williams. I mean, still looking good. I mean, yeah. just had to have been like pinch yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it was it was just it was crazy. It was so much fun. Now you've been out in Mesa for a little while now, a couple mm -hmm. what, a couple weeks. I was out there. I've been out here since November. November, okay. Uh, so you've been out yeah. there a couple months. Yeah, yeah I've wow. Been, I've been really enjoying it. <laughs> so, what do you think of the facility so far? As far as you know, when you know you came from the Philly system, but I know that the Cubs put a lot into the facilities in Mesa, yeah. and it is really just like like nothing. I mean, it's just so funny when I talk to guys and and you know the old Wrigley Clubhouse and the old Ho Ho Camp Park and just how different what the facilities look like. You guys got top of the line, everything, you know what I mean? Yeah, there's nothing like it. I mean, it is, everything is to the max. It is ginormous. There's, you know, there's unlimited amounts of stuff you can do there. Um, having the staff there in the off season is, is just so great too, because, you know, you need soft tissue to be done. Like you can go in there and get your work done. You need to do your arm carry. It's everywhere. To, there's, everyone's there to help you out. Um, the pitching coordinators, Casey has been huge for me this off season. Um, and the coaches are just so smart and they're here all off season. It's something I've never, you know, never done before. And I'm, I wouldn't have been here if it wasn't so great. You know, like I wouldn't spend my off season here if I didn't truly believe this was the best thing for me. And it really is. I mean, this is such a great experience and great opportunity to be here all off season. Now tell the, tell the listeners what you feature. I know you got a fastball that can sometimes touch 98, a slider curveball. How do you mix those pitches up and are you developing anything new with that repertoire? <laughs> Yeah, I was basically like fastball curveball last year for the most part. I mean, I threw a slider every once in a while that wasn't really that analytically gifted. Um, so this offseason, our huge focus has been adding the third and fourth pitch with a slider and a changeup. And um, I'm, I'm really, really excited about those two pitches. And I think they're going to be a great part of my arsenal in 23. So, 
All Hopefully, right. yeah. <laughs> now, as far as you're concerned, what do you like to do outside of baseball? Interests, hobbies, anything that you would say, yeah, yeah, this is kind of something that I like to do just for fun. Yeah, I mean, me and my wife always, you know, have our off days consist of, you know, going to church on Sunday and grabbing Smoothie King after that. That's like a tradition. And then we'll um, maybe have, you know, watch a movie at night. We're like very low key. Um, I do like to golf a little bit, but um, with the busy schedule and everything, it's kind of tough to prioritize going to play 18 or whatever when you kind of just want to take a nap or something. But um, I do like golf if that's like my one hobby, hanging out with the animals and stuff. So, Yeah, you know, I see I see people out there, different players are out there golfing and stuff like that. And, yeah. God, the, you know, you, you think about it, 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 it's, it always seems like baseball players, doesn't matter who it is, what generation it is, just getting mm-hmm. on the course. I think about some of those pitchers like when uh, Greg Maddox, you know what I mean, or oh, John yeah. Lester and John Lackey. I mean, those guys, you couldn't get them off the golf course. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no doubt. Um, that, that might be me one day, not yet, but maybe if I have a little more, if I have some spending money, I can do something like that. Nice. And, and, and so when you kind of envision a successful 2023 season, what do you, what, what do you kind of see in your eyes? What are you hoping to do as far as your goals for 2023? Yeah, I just want to be a workhorse. I want to make every start, no matter what level I'm at. I want to pitch deep in the games. Um, and I want to contribute in any way I can to the big league team, you know, um, to the triple-A team, to the double-A team, to the high-A team, whatever team I want, I want to contribute. I want to be a good teammate. I, I want to make every start. And I think if I can rack up 100-plus innings this year, 120-plus innings this year, that that would be a win because I'd be really excited to see where I end up at the end of that. So, Well, Ben, I'm, I'm looking forward to your season. I'm going to be watching closely. I'll be out in Arizona. And then, you know, when you make your first start, we'll be out there cheering you on. And hopefully, uh, you know, you're gonna, you'll, you'll get to bring some of your magic over to Wrigley Field. I love that. Well, thank you so much for everything. Yeah, for for today. No problem, Ben. You take care and thank you so much. And we'll talk to you again in the future. All right. I appreciate that. Thank you.